spend a lot of time at work. Bill English is here week to week to help us integrate our biblical worldview into what we are doing in our workaday world. You can find him at BibleandBusiness.com. Bill, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Good to be back. How are you doing today? Okay, I, I admitted to Paul uh, both yesterday and today, I'm going to have to switch out my brand of coffee pods because yesterday and today, I'm like, li- I mean, I normally talk fast. I normally have a lot to say. I normally get a lot said. Yesterday and today, I'm 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 wound pretty tight. I don't know what else to tell you. It's unwinding. Well, but you're naturally internally caffeinated to begin with, right? So you the coffee so? pots, I do. I really do. I think you got an engine inside of you that never really slows down. <laughs> I am um, endlessly curious. That's, I think, my, my if, if I have like one God-given attribute, that's it. I am, I am endlessly curious. There's really not a topic or a person or a subject matter area that, uh, that I don't find fascinating. And that's why you're really good at what you do here well, at Faith thank you. Radio. I set thank you. Seriously. I set that ball on the tee. Thank you for um thank you for hitting it. Okay. Um one of the head- <laughs> you're welcome. One of the headlines today that did not exist uh when you and I set up the conversation for today is that the C D C um is, you know, basically announcing that you can't evict anyone, no residential evictions and an eviction moratorium. Um and it's going to prevent, you know, they say it's going to prevent the further spread of COVID-19. Um, so we will talk in the future about, wow, what that is going to mean um, in the residential uh, rental market. But I'd love to talk with you about retail evictions because those yeah. uh, there's no moratorium on that. And we're beginning to see those. Yeah, we are, actually. This is coming from a New York Times article. And by the way, I have to wonder, does the CDC have the authority to tell yeah. landlords they can't evict people? So- so they do because the federal really? government gave them that authority. Yeah. Yeah. Really? They have it. Yeah. I know. I don't know what else Jeez. to tell you. I, I tell you what, the most powerful people in our governments these days are bureaucrats. I'm just, Absolutely. I'm just, fourth, I'm that just fourth branch. Yeah. No question. Yeah. So anyways, back to uh, business evictions. Look, uh, the evictions are now on the rise. And the reason why they are on the rise is because the PPP money, the EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loans, EIDL, the EIDL money, uh, that's all been dispersed. And uh, um, now while the EIDL money was really quite sizable, so was the PPP. But most of that has already been spent by these businesses um, throughout the months of May, June, and July. And now we're into, really, we're into September now. And a number of these folks... <laughs> I uh, missed it too, by the way. I missed really? August as well. Go ahead. We are in September. Yeah. We are in September. A lot of these business owners have just, they're behind on their rent, and the landlords, understandably, are trying to get the rent from them so that uh, they can stay current with the banks. But, uh, you know, but the reality is there's a, <clears throat> there's a domino effect here. The banks are starting to feel the pinch as well. And so everybody is feeling this pinch, and the only recourse for the landlords uh, at some point is to simply evict people in the hopes that they can get somebody else in there who can pay the rent, and then they can stay afloat, the landlords can stay afloat themselves. So that's we're seeing the beginnings of all that. And we knew this was coming. We we know this is going to happen. <clears throat> this is really going to take full effect, I think, after the election and into Q1 of next year. But uh, these are kind of the first winds of the hurricane that are starting to hit the shore. 
So uh, all politics is ultimately local and all economics are ultimately home economics. And so I'm just going to give a very brief illustration from my own tiny, tiny, tiny little town. We have or had had uh, prior to COVID-19, we had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six retail businesses on Main Street in my little town. Um, That probably tells you something right there. Two churches a public library, and five retail businesses. That's it. That's all that's on Main Street in my little town. So um, two of those retail businesses have closed because they found places to relocate where the cheap, where the, where the cheap, where the rent was so much less. Yeah. So part of what I think we are seeing as well is landlords are, are saying, all right, what do I actually have to have to cover my nut? And um, and reducing rents in vacant spaces. And so in addition to evictions, I just think we're just going to see a lot of movement of small businesses. Yeah, we will. But think about, and we can talk about this after the break, but think about how these, um, how the banks are going to view these landlords if they are cutting their rents and cutting their profitability that puts the banks at risk with the underwriters and with uh, and with their ratios. And so hmm. th- there is a domino effect here. But All right. The domino you know. effects with you are almost never good. I just have to say that right out. So uh, <laughs> um, we're going to take a very brief break. And when we come, uh, come back, um, uh, Bill and I are actually going to pivot uh, topics here. And we're going to talk about being unequally yoked in business. Um, how do you exist if you are unequally yoked in business and um and maybe how do you avoid becoming so that's up next here on mornings with carmen continuing my conversation with bill english from bible and business.com uh, all right i am gonna pivot topics here and and get you talking about this blog that you have posted at BibleAndBusiness.com entitled Unequally Yoked. Now, when I think about uh, being unequally yoked, it is generally a relational conversation about marriage. I'm generally having it either with uh, a woman who is trying to be the Holy Spirit in her marriage to her unsaved husband, um, or it is a conversation that I am having with a couple of, uh, of people who think they want to marry one another but only one of whom is a Christian. That's not this conversation. So talk with us about uh, unequally yoked as it applies to business. Well, unequally yoked, uh, the whole concept comes from from 1 Corinthians 6, verses 14 through 17. I won't read the whole thing, but it says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. And Paul asks the question, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? What is, And, and, he, and he goes on to expand on that. And so um, it just seems to me that when you apply it in business, it gets a little bit murky. And where my blog post comes down is in the area of avoiding becoming mismatched with someone that does not work well with you or together with you, okay? Uh, and so what is what does unequally yoke look like in business? Well, I, I grew up thinking that it meant that Christians could not be in a partnership or in business with, with the unsaved, with non-Christians. We'd have but, pretty small businesses. We'd have pretty small businesses, and uh, you wouldn't have – you wouldn't be salt and light 
in, in the places where you need to be in business if you really held to that hard and fast. So, um, and, and the reality is that even good partnerships that start out as good partnerships, even between Christians, uh, over time they can change and move in a direction which either causes you to sin or causes the other person to sin, or creates an imbalance uh, between you and your partners and deters you from fulfilling God's call on your life. So it seems to me that being unequally yoked in business really has to do with the yoke, you know, when when you take two oxen, I mean, the 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 concept is you take an oxen and say a, I don't know, a dog, and you try to put a yoke on them and see if they can pull the plow down the field. But if you get two oxen that are of the same size and and all and strength and all that, put a yoke on them, then they can pull the plow down the field. So really, using that analogy, what I what I look at here is, um, am I am I able to, if if I'm yoked with somebody else, can I get out of that yoke in order to continue to fulfill God's purposes the way he has defined them for my life? And, and can I continue to follow the Lord if the yoke is starting to take me in the wrong direction? And so that's how I, that's how I look at that. You know, personally, Carmen, I recently joined uh, Platinum as a partner, you know, I, and, uh, and I'd say Platinum is about half Christian, half not. And there are some people, some of the partners in, in, at Platinum are clearly not Christian. Now, now they're not anti-religion, they're not anti-God, but they're not Christians. And yet I'm a partner with them, but I'm a partner with eight other people. And so, you know, one of the things I looked at in the partner agreement was, if I need out, can I get out? And there was a very clear way to get out. It was an easy way to get out. And it would not uh, be that expensive to either side. And so it just seems to me that that being unequally yoked, I, I, I tend to focus on, are you locked in to something that could really go bad? And do you have a way to get out? So that's how I look at it. I think that um, part of what you said is going to really surprise people. And that is the conversation about um, intentionally becoming um yoked to at a partnership level, right? Um, Non-Christians. I know that there are people listening right now who are saying to themselves, now I could understand going to work for uh, a company which, you know, that I recognize is is for profit and and secular and, and all of those things. Um, but you're talking about making a real investment and, and tying your life in significant ways um, to people who are non-believers. Walk us through that because um, that's a um, that's a different level of conversation than I think most people have probably thought through. Well, let me, let me ask some questions as I I'll, I'll, and I will try to walk us through this. But my thinking comes down to uh, a number of just pragmatic situations. How does mm-hmm. a Christian join a major law firm in their city? As how a does a Christian be a lawyer? See. Right. So no, 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 I think come it gets, on now. Come no, no, on now. no, 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 no. That's my point. That's, no, exactly. Exactly. But I think that's the level of the conversation we have to have. Christians can be lawyers. Chris, Christians Chris. can be bankers. Christians can right. be politicians. Christians can, can be, be talk show radio hosts. Christians can be right. Not all of the I guess what I was trying to get you to do, Bill, is to acknowledge that we tend to categorically paint things as secular and therefore off limits to Christians. And um, and you are exactly right when you talk about the calling 
um, of every Christian to be salt and light in every environment at every moment and to take every opportunity to advance um, the witness of Christ in places where, you know, there aren't necessarily other believers. So um, I appreciate the uh, uh, the conversation and the um, the provocation for Christians to enter more fully into relationships with non-Christians. I just think it's a conversation that we don't often have um, among Christians. I agreed. And, you know, the more, the, as, as I'm finishing up the manuscript for my book, I got to tell you, I am a thousand percent more convinced that God calls most people to what we normally think of as secular vocations. Absolutely. And he calls us there to be salt and light and to bring a Christian ethos into that environment. And if we can't partner legally with non-Christians in business, uh, we're really going to be isolated. <clears throat> you know, I, I think of I think of a, a Christian joining an accounting firm, a law firm, a financial firm, uh, where you've got, in, in some cases, at least here in Minneapolis, we've got some law firms that have, you know, four, five, six hundred lawyers. Mm-hmm. And they've got, you know, 300 partners. Well, how do you partner in that situation? It's all legal, but there's always a way out. And so um, I look at this and I say, does the partnership, does the yoke keep me from either fulfilling who God has intended me to be, or does it cause me to sin? If so, I need to get out. So when I join Platinum as a partner, and I know we're, we're bumped up, uh, up against the clock okay. here, but, but when I when I join Platinum as a partner, I had a heart-to-heart with uh, the founder, and his name is Dean, and I, and I talked with Dean, and I said, look, I want to continue to do faith radio. I want to continue to write my book. I want to continue to do Bible and business, and he and I talked about it, and he said, well, A, it's not competitive, and B, uh, he didn't say it in these words, but he said, look, that's who God is calling you to, uh, to be and to do. Uh, you need to keep doing that. And so that was that was why I felt le- you know literally led to become a partner at at the Platinum Group, and so uh, partnerships unequally yoked to me means if 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 it's a bad yoke I can't get out, and if I'm being forced to sin I have no choice but to sin. Um, so to my my advice to those of you looking at partnerships out there, one of the points to look at is. Can I get out if I need to? And if you're not willing to build those instruments, the buy-sell agreements and the other contractual agreements so that you can get out if you need to, uh, then don't get into the partnership in the first place. Uh, You need those legal ways out. As always, man, I really appreciate our conversations. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Bill English. You can find him at BibleAndBusiness.com. The blog post we've been discussing today, Unequally Yoked in Business. Thanks, Bill. You bet. We'll be right back.